0: Welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a Hallmark Review Podcast. I'm Megan, and I'm a longtime Hallmark movie fan. I'm Wendy. I'm your former Hallmark hater. Today, we're discussing Mystic Christmas, part of Hallmark's Countdown to Christmas series for 2023. And if you want to connect with us outside the podcast, we'd love for you to join us on
1: Instagram. We are at Girls Gone Hallmark. If you're on Facebook, we'd love for you to jump into our Girls Gone Hallmark Facebook group. It's rockin'. It's rocking over there right now. It's a great time, and we're talking so fast because we cannot wait to
0: get to the main event, which is to introduce our very special guest today, Keith Nielsen, costume designer extraordinaire, who not only was the costume designer for the movie we're discussing today, but he worked on A Biltmore Christmas, A Merry Scottish Christmas, and last year's A Holiday Spectacular. Keith, thank you so much for being here.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I know, me too. I have like so many questions just about your process, how it c- I know nothing about making movies. Zero things. And so costume design is so cool. Yeah. Like how did you get there? We'll get all into it. Cool. Well, let's start with that. What was your path?
2: to costume design as a job? I'm doing, I've done everything I said I would never do, so never say (laughs) never. And one of them was I never wanted to do costumes. Um, In college, I actually have a business degree from an art school, and there was a film program at my school. And when you go to film school, you want to do like writing, directing, editing, like technical stuff. So once they did their one prerequisite of like costumes and production design, like anybody in any major could do it as like an extracurricular thing. So my friend Hannah and I, would always do the clothes for fun but I always said I'd never do it because it took me like so long to like I always wanted to dress people for like them like as a person and make them look the best not necessarily like the character like I was more worried about like them and their opinion and not like the character's opinion and then one day something just clicked and then after college I had the opportunity to do an internship and I moved to New York in like a second and then it really snowballed from there. I mean, I was in the business probably for four years and then I got my first costume design gig and then I was like, it also just kind of clicked and I just like didn't look back because I didn't want to. And then now I say I'm the king of Christmas style.
1: <laughs> I love that. I just- Hold on, I'm writing that down. <laughs> <laughs> so you've worked in
0: the past couple of years quite a bit on Hallmark. How did you break into the Hallmark world?
2: So in the pandemic, I had done a super indie low-budget Christmas movie 2018, 19 maybe, and um, hit it off with like a great group of crew. We film a lot in the Northeast. We film that in Connecticut, and we all hit it off, and... You know, this business is all, even now, it's all word of mouth. I mean, if you can get a personal reference, it's like you can be in like that. And a Facebook post came over about a movie filming in December 2020 for BET, and a friend from that movie tagged me, and I ended up getting hired. And then we all really enjoyed working together and that production company works for hallmark a lot so then they introduced me like the following season for next stop christmas and then it kind of you know went from there
0: well here's what's interesting i've been looking at a lot of the press sheets for the movies that are coming out and some of them don't have a costume designer listed so some do
2: and some don't yes oh interesting. like
0: all the ones that you're on have you listed but The the (laughs) most recent ones that you're not on have not listed a costume designer at all, but they all must
2: have one. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's um, I mean, in all the movies I did this year, with the exception from Scotland because I was international, were like full union production. So um, it was my whole department was every department was fully union. So yeah, it's a real job, and it's a real. I just thought it was
0: bizarre that maybe it's just an oversight. So
2: maybe they, like they focus on it when they want to highlight the clothes. Mm, they, yes. when they don't. I mean, I'm there. I'm like super involved in like all. Like I've just listened in on a lot of creative conversations. So like my name and positions kind of. I just I make it all about the clothes. So.
0: <laughs> the clothes are a character in these movies, even in and we're going to talk about Mystic Christmas. But this is not a movie like a Biltmore Christmas or a holiday spectacular where your brain's like, oh, this is a costume movie. They're right dressed like. Everyday people. But I have thoughts on the costumes. Do you have a favorite era to style? A favorite style to style?
2: No, but I really, really want to do Victorian mm-hmm. and, like, turn of the century, kind of 1800s. you do, like, a tiny bit,
0: this movie, with their what, lantern what? walk. Didn't you do a tiny Oh, bit? yeah, but
2: that was, like, costuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was also, like, cute, and I wanted it to, like, make it, like, a combination of things that, like, they might have had in their closet. And yes. Like, bought a couple things, I don't wanted it to be, like, They went and bought, like, some crazy costume that was, like, totally out of reach. And I thought, like, there's some press photos out there. I think they look so cute. And they're, like, bright-colored frock coats. (laughs) I love anything in all eras. I mean, once I kind of, like, get the call for one, I, like, deep dive into it. Especially, like, I'd love to do something, like, I don't know anything about. Like, or want to learn more about. Um, Like, I'd love to do, like, Jacobean. Or I love the Renaissance. I love, like, religious Renaissance art. I mean... Yeah, I don't really have a favorite. I think there's something interesting and like creative about like all eras and stuff. But the farther you go back, the harder it is, like technically.
0: Uh, (laughs) Yeah, to source things without it
1: becoming Uh, (laughs) an actual costume. Yeah. I mean, the 40s
2: was significantly harder than the 50s. And that was just like a 10 year jump.
1: You're sourcing the clothing, but uh, do you make any of it? Like, are you sewing?
2: (laughs) I haven't, I don't. So in film, you re- rarely usually get to build things. Mm-hmm. I do have a tailor on staff on all of my movies just because I think by personalizing, I mean, in your life and stuff, I always say like tailoring is the key. Um, Just like doing proper hems on sleeves and pants and things. Biltmore, we didn't do any full builds, but we did some like altered builds. But then like Mystic was interesting because that movie didn't really have like the dress moment. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it was outlined. It just didn't have that which is, like, fine um, and was different. So it was kind of finding, like, a different... There was, like, different creative events in there, like you mentioned, like, the Lantern Tour. So, mm-hmm. like, that was kind of, like, a moment because there was, like, a little bit of romance there. But, yeah, I mean, Lacey's Dress in Scotland uh, built. That was built in literally, like, 36 hours. Thank you, Claudia. Wow. Um, yeah, I know. So it just depends. I mean, a lot of it depends on timing. I love the opportunity to build something just because I like things... That one creatively come from me, and it's a collaboration with the actor, but also I like that it can't be generally accessible. Like, it's special to that film and that character.
0: Yeah, they're not getting it Gap.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, I DM'd DM'd Keith because there was a really cute sweater in... Oh my gosh! Where are you, Christmas? And he's like, Ann Taylor, and I was like, Oh my god! Thank God! Like, can I? Yeah, I can have it. Can I go out and buy that? I
2: mean, I rem- it's weird. I don't know why and how I, I remember like so much of where it's from, but like, I got a DM about Addie's coat from that, and they were. I was like, Well, you can probably find it at the outlet, but I also completely rebuilt it, <laughs> so Uh-oh. that coat doesn't really exist in that shape.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I have a question for you. You had said when we did our like pre-interview stuff, you said that, I'm quoting you, costumes are so much more than clothes. It's visual communication. And when building pieces from the ground up, it can be very personal. And so I wondered what that's like. we collaborating with like the filmmaker. If mm-hmm. they have a vision and you have a vision, like how does that come together? How do you compromise i'm
2: really lucky that i've worked the teams that i've worked with on all mine have somewhat remained similar the same so i'm really really lucky that my producers really trust me and that if i'm happy and the network's happy and the director's happy everybody's happy but i mean it starts with like i get the script and then i usually have like a costume meeting and i always like to point out when i talk to the team at the network and the director i'm like I think there's something different in all of these movies, even though it might be slight. Like in Mystic, it was like, we're actually set in Connecticut and we're down by the seashore um, and there's a seal. So it's like, how does, and there isn't like a ball gown moment. So like, Mm -hmm. how does that change things versus like, you know, a period movie like Biltmore? It's super collaborative. Usually I just pitch my ideas and then I source things. And and sometimes you source things and that can completely change the trajectory. You know, I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, I found this and it's totally speaking to me for like, This and it normally starts with like one piece. I always really start with jackets just Mm -hmm. because when I'm filming off season, it's harder to find. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. I need to find a jacket and I'm scrolling for hours and hours and hours (laughs) Um, because you I want to find something different. And especially when I do these back to back, I'm like, I did four back to back this year. And I was like, I needs to be a different coat. Like we need to mix it up. And then the fitting, sometimes you walk into a fitting and you're like, you look at the rack and you look at the rack and you're like, it's going to be great. Like, it's going to be great, especially if you've worked with the actor before. Like, when I did Lindsay's fitting, like, her second, her fitting for Where Are You, because we did Next Stop together, it was a home run, because, like, she's, like, we worked well together the first time, she trusted me, it was, like, bada bing, bada boom. Um, And Dustin, our director, who did Next Stop, and he also did um, Where Are You, and Scotland, we've worked together before, so he trusts me, and he's like, whatever works, works, so... It's lucky. It's fortunate in that way. But there are some people not in any of the ones that we're talking about today. But like I have had, you know, people that are way more interested in clothes versus others, which is fine. It just it depends on the film. But overall, we do have meetings like tone meetings. We do have some collaborative platforms we use similar to like Google groups and stuff. But Mm -hmm. I think they're better. And everybody puts all of their visual stuff in there. So I'm able to look at like locations and production design and like graphics. So like on where are you? I saw the locations pictures, and, like, the house, like, was very beige. So, like, I texted our production designer. I was like, hey, are you painting any walls? And he's like, we can't at this location. I was like, good to know. So, like, don't put anybody in beige against a beige wall. Mm.
1: How far in advance um, are you guys working on the film before actual shooting date?
2: (laughs) Um, I'm usually, like, two and a half weeks. Wow. Wow. But I'm always typically waiting on casting just because... It's weird. Sometimes you know way in advance and like they can get casting and sometimes it's last minute. But like, I mean, luckily walking into Mystic, I knew I had Chandler and Jesse and Chandler I had dressed before. And so that was fine. But like Biltmore, I mean, I fit some people on Saturday that worked on that Monday. Wow. So yeah, I always like when I see things online, I'm like, if you only knew the truth, they're lucky they have pens.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Is there any. This is coming from a person with body issues. Is there any communication with the actors where they're like, I trust you, but also can we be aware of like these facets of my body when we're dressing me?
2: A million percent. I say, tell me everything. Because if you don't tell me, then we're going to walk into a fitting and we're all going to walk out feeling like not great. Yeah. But like... Tell me, like, I've had actors when I've gotten sizes, they're like, I hate my arms, I hate my legs, and I like a high collar. Great. I mean, you know your parameters and play within those parameters and make it the best you can. Yeah, I talk, and especially with period movies, I do talk a lot about undergarments just because that does affect the shape of vintage garments. So I do, like, provide a lot of different undergarments for period stuff. I also do it for contemporary if people want it. Um, but I also encourage actors I work with to bring their own like shapewear and undergarments because, you know, it's somewhat molds to your body and you're comfortable mm-hmm. in it. Um, and if it makes you feel better then like, great, that comes across on camera for sure. Yeah. I love the more I know, the more I can help you. And that not, that's not like, like a, oh, family. you're being
0: difficult thing when I'm like, please, let's not accentuate whatever.
2: <laughs> no, totally. Because then if you're honest about that, then I didn't tell like that's a point for you that's gonna show on camera so that also doesn't help me and doesn't help you it doesn't help anybody
0: yes yes yeah okay we're gonna talk mystic christmas before we get into the details of the movie do you want to talk about what working on this movie was like for you
2: this one was fun because we did actually where are you and mystic right after one another so we kept a lot of the same crew so it was like a really really awesome working environment because we were like comfortable with each other and we knew the flow and we like shoot really fast and that's just like so rare like normally I'm showing up to a job with like a hundred strangers and you're like hope it works hope <laughs> everybody gets long. but this was awesome also I'm from Connecticut so it was really cool like I went to the aquarium in the village when I was in like elementary school and like when they did the lantern tour like I have a picture on the boat that's in the background like when I was a kid so it's like a cool full circle thing and also it's cool to be like close to like family and like my storage units here too so like (laughs) around things but yeah and i was excited too because so many of these movies are set in you know a coastal town and or a connecticut town so it kind of is like a love letter to mystic because we have filmed a bunch down in the shoreline too so i'm really excited for especially like the locals to see it
1: yes People get super jazzed about that. Yeah, when they're like, that's my spot. Like, that's so
2: funny. So funny story about that. I, after Scotland had gone down to London and I had seen a show and I ended up at the hotel bar after. And I was, this mom and daughter came down and sat next to me. Crazy enough, they live in Mystic and came to watch this film, Mystic Christmas. I was oh! like, what are the chances of that? So funny. That's yeah. so,
1: what a small world. That's fun. Uh, I love it. Well, I am dying to talk about this movie. Okay. Are you ready for a synopsis? Oh, yes. All right. An animal expert answers a call for help from an old friend, and that puts her in the path of an ex at Christmas. Stars Jesse Schramm, Chandler Massey, and Patty Murin. All right. It's time for
0: first impressions. Keith, we're going to let you go first. Well, how do I have a first impression? I know what's going to happen. <laughs> well, but I write my first impression after I've seen the whole movie. It's just like my like
1: one-liner thought about the movie.
2: I thought it was like a great classic Hallmark Christmas movie that wasn't like over-the-top Christmas.
1: Mine is uh, Jesse and Chandler are dynamic together, and I would love a sequel to this movie.
2: Yes. Mine oh, is... really? Yes. Oh, I'm not mad.
0: Mine is uh, never judge a movie by its poster because (laughs) had that been my one piece of information, I would have skipped this movie. Oh, the poster was weird. Okay, the seals behind them—it's just a little. I get it. Like, I actually love the seal, but the poster, poster didn't didn't do it it justice for you. Mm -mm, mm -mm. My list of likes is so long. So let's jump into what we liked about this movie. Go ahead, Keith.
2: Um, I liked the seal.
1: Yeah, me too. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I cried when they released that seal into the ocean.
2: Um, I personally liked that all of the locations are like real places you can go and visit in Mystic. So you can go to Sift Bakery. You can get that chestnut croissant. You can go to Mango's Pizza. So I keep telling people if you want your Christmas little village experience, like come to Mystic. I loved working with Patty Murin just because I was like, she was Anna and Frozen.
1: She's awesome. I love her. I wish they had her on Hallmark more.
2: Yeah, I love that. That's a great positive for me was this cast. And yeah, I mean, being employed. Great. That's a like for me. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs)
0: Juniper's green coat.
1: Oh, my gosh. The blue. Wait. Oh, the plaid one. Are you talking the plaid one? The blue and the green one? Oh, so good. I guess. It's so
0: gorgeous. And... I think because, like you said, this movie doesn't have the dress moment. Like, she's in, half the time, she's in, like, um, vet seal.
2: Yeah, uniform.
0: Uniform, which actually was quite well fitted. I was like, look. Thank you. It's a very flattering. expensive
2: designer uniform. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I was like, they're so flattering. Yeah, They're little great. coveralls. But that coat, I was like, oh, we don't get that big moment. But, like, she gets this. I, I thought that was a nice.
2: She had some great coats. It is also she's so tall and statuesque. She can like mm-hmm. pull off like a long coat. Yeah, I loved that coat.
1: I think us being here in California, we don't get to wear coats like that. So right. every time we see one, we're like, oh, I must have it just to look at it, just to look. <laughs> yeah, no, not to wear it, just to hang in the closet. <laughs> I'm wearing a sweater and currently sweating so. <laughs> 90 degrees today.
0: I loved this movie.
2: Yeah. Really, oh my gosh. Yeah. Loved so
1: this.
0: Mo- I truly am. My, I can't, it's, I'm shocked how much I liked it for like a second weekend movie. I thought it was Chandler Massey and Jesse Schram were magical. They were both fully at the top of their game.
1: I loved the writing. I agree. And I was a little nervous about it. I really liked it.
0: <laughs> Interns? Could have been so goofy. And they were so good, all three of them. And each of them had their own storyline that we got enough information about. Like they got to be individuals instead of this like clump of goofy characters that got in the way. And that's
2: a testament, I think, to the writing too because sometimes they they gave you enough of like the interns and like Brooke who works at the pizza shop, but like not too much to like overpower. It was a good balance of like an ensemble cast.
0: I was trying to find the writer Nicole Dressbell online because I wanted to send her a message to let her know how much I love the writing in this. And <laughs> truly, as I was writing my notes, I was like, she needs to know. She does not have a public-facing Instagram or
2: Twitter that is currently oh. active. You have her, you have her well, phone I'm, number, Keith? Can you? Uh... I can. I mean, maybe I'll do some. I can, I mean, I can text some people. Maybe I,
1: <laughs> I just wanted to rave. What did you like? Well, I have a question first before jumping into what I liked. I noticed that Jesse and Chandler were color coordinated. Was that on purpose? Yeah. And why do you? And why do you Stop. do that? I don't know anything about anything. It's here. a thing.
2: I mean, I, It's just a thing. I don't know. I like. I always was taught like look at the frame as a painting, and I always also was taught, and I'm like, if you can't hear anything, can you make like color connections between mm. people? And like, color is really important. So, yeah, it's intentional. I think I did it more here than I've done it in the past. But, I mean, I did the same thing in Next Stop Christmas when Chandler's sweater matches, like, Lindsay's dress. I'm going to have
1: to go back and watch and see those details yeah, and it's I like love the color connection message like, so that they belong together. That they belong together like, they fit together. Yeah. I love like the color story too that you picked. It was like those blues and greens. Mm-hmm. Um so pretty. Of course Well, that was
2: intentional in- too just because being like by the water and like yes. coast so I Maybe wanted to have like was nautical thing. but like not but also Christmas. It was like a balance game.
1: Yeah, so nice. Um I didn't know how I was going to feel going into this movie. I was hung up on Mystic Pizza which is a movie from the late 80s, early 90s. And so I really didn't know what to expect. And how how does this like Hallmark Christmas movie, what's it have to do with a seal? Like, I really didn't know. I was so pleasantly surprised how much I liked it. And at the end was like feeling happy. And you know me, I don't really like a lot of these movies. <laughs> so this movie just like
0: blew me away.
1: I fully agree.
0: I can't say enough good things about this movie.
1: The writing, like you said, there were some gems. There was one, the whole scene where uh, she cancels the date and he gives like the thumb up emoji and then they talk about it. And I can't remember the character's name. It was the dad of the girl who was the intern. Anyway. Oh,
2: Ken. Ken.
1: He tells them, he's like, he's like. there's a fine line between low-key and passive-aggressive. Nice. And I thought this was like, I <laughs> laughed out loud. I thought some of the writing was really, really great. I have, I have
0: so many lines written down that I loved. Like when they're talking about tradition and Juniper says, do you like it or do you just remember it? And I felt, as a Christmas lover, very called out. I was like, oh, no. Do I just remember it? Is that why it's important? Or do I actually
1: like the tradition? I thought that was quite a moving moment there
0: yes and so when sawyer is at the aquarium because peppermint is sick and he's waiting around and juniper comes out and says you can go home he goes are you sure i can stay and do more nothing there were just so many i could have written the entire script down i it was i loved it i think that's the scene where
2: he wears this shirt
0: (laughs) i think you're right
2: (laughs) i'm such a cheesy person i was like i'm gonna go get chandler's shirt out of storage I that. Oh, I love this.
1: I notoriously hate children in Hallmark movies. I loved Louisa. I loved her because she wasn't like precocious. She was just like a regular kid with like her crazy adult teeth coming in. Like she was just adorable. Am I wrong? No, I loved
0: her. I felt very protective of her as soon as she came on screen because Wendy hates kids. And so I was like, certainly she can't hate this one. And she didn't.
1: No, she was so
2: cute. I mean, she's friends with sea lions. Come on. So cute.
1: (laughs) She loves to read. She's like a little me. I was not that I thought she reminded me a lot of your daughter, to be honest. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The argument that Sawyer and Juniper have is so amazing. And again, well scripted. Where... You know, she says to him, people in small towns assume that people who travel can't make connections. And he's like, well, you people who are traveling assume people in small towns, like you look down your noses at us. It was an argument that had such depth and was so well communicated. And again, was next level and wasn't unlike some other moments in this movie based on a miscommunication.
2: (laughs) Well, they had a deep history. I mean, that email situation from 10 years. So they were both festering on that for a while.
0: I'm so glad he looked in his drafts. was like surely there's a record like why have we not looked to-, Yo, I would so have to prove myself
1: immediately well in my head and i know this is so not hallmark and you can cut this but in my head their night that they had spent together like they had spent the night together that's for what sure. that's what i thought <laughs> <laughs> that's were why there was romantic. like so much like of course what
0: they're up all night talking yeah i know i know please they don't need a costume for that I- I know. <laughs> I thought it was very sweet when she calls her mom for advice and then her dad immediately calls because her mom reached out and let him know. And I thought that sent the message home. They're talking about like, hey, the assumption that people who are always on the go can't make connections. And look, she, her mom, and her dad all are doing their own thing. They're all out in the world, but look at the connection they still have to each other.
2: And that's where she gets it too. They're both on the road. Let's talk what we wished for.
1: Okay, can I go first here?
2: Yeah. Yes.
1: I love when Hallmark can sometimes pull off a teachable moment. Mm-hmm. And I wish here they would have talked a little bit more about seal conservation. But that's because I'm a nerd. and So I would have loved a little bit like why they – I know the seal was sick and that's why she was there to help like rehab it to get it back into the ocean and all that. But like
2: why was the seal sick? Like was there – You wanted more like backstory. I wanted like more backstory. Rescued, yeah.
0: Yeah, how are the humans at play here? Yes. I did like how she was like, you know, we need to limit our interaction with the seal so they don't become dependent on us and they're able to be re-released. I was shocked how realistic the seal scenes were because we saw that.
2: Was you she saw is? the behind-the-scenes picture? No. no. Oh, wait, you saw what? Uh, we watched an
0: older movie over the summer oh, okay. where there was like a turtle conservation situation <laughs> and it was straight up like stuffed turtles that they're like move it was it terrible was bad so the seal was so good tell me about the behind the scenes
2: oh no there's a photo going around on twitter with brandon hunter who works in the production office with like a statue of a seal and it, it like went around a lot but that was like the stand-in for when we didn't have the real seal oh. you never see it in the cut but <laughs> but the so seal they're talking seal is real like yes like, Peppermint is real. There's, like, a shot with, like, the seal and then, like, the four of them with the interns. Like, they are in that enclosure together. Wow.
0: When they release Peppermint, do they, like, race back in the ocean to get her? <laughs> How does that, like... How did that happen? She goes into the ocean and oh, swims. Yeah. I don't know. But that can't be CGI.
2: Wait, is that who does? Peppermint?
0: Yes, they release Peppermint into the ocean. Oh,
2: no. Well, do you want the truth? Am yes. I? Gonna it? <laughs> no, I want the truth. Well, the truth is, is Mystic Aquarium does have like a big, um, like rescue and rehab facility. It's, oh, like, that's footage aquarium. from
0: some other release.
2: It's a different. Yeah,
0: movie. that's. Thank you.
2: I should have gotten there. <laughs> Whatever. I cried. Peppermint.
1: Peppermint. I cried. Peppermint. peppermint. I was like, "Go, peppermint, go!" Oh, yeah. <laughs> I loved
2: it. Oh yeah, I thought you know, like. Did they go and be like, "Come back"? Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> I was like, oh, 70 grand, peppermint." <laughs> that's how compelling this was to me because obviously. Peppermint. The actor is not ready for release.
2: Peppermint
1: the actor. Uh, oh my god.
0: This is a silly wish, but I thought Ken insisting that Juniper take notes. Oh, hilarious! I was like, no, gross. I was like, you don't make the woman take. Even Sawyer's like, I'll take notes. He's like, Psh.
2: <laughs> after
0: he's given her like five other jobs, and there's a room full of people. Yeah. It's funny. such a like leading dude giving. She's like. You know, I'm an actual doctor. doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Well, You take notes because your handwriting
2: is nicer. Which, Uh, speaking of doctor, Jessie, like, went and, like, shadowed, like, the trainers. So, like, for, like, days on end. So, like, she really, like, got in there.
1: I love it. I love her. I love her. I know. We need her in more movies, right? Before I go on, what did you wish for, Keith?
2: Um, I mean, mine's like super basic. I wish for more beluga whales and more penguin shots, yeah. um, just because they're my favorite at the aquarium.
0: The little um, penguin shot where they're setting up like the little Christmas scene in there. I and then with
2: Chandler in there with the penguins. Yes. Like they actually put them in there. Like the aquarium was like so awesome with us um, and like really getting like actual shots and not like, you know, yes. using green screen and stuff. Um, and I do wish the script had like a dress moment, but that's just like me, but I get it didn't really like fit and I have I have other gowns this year, so I'll survive.
0: <laughs> I mean, look, Lacey in A Merry Scottish Christmas is the moment. For me, that plaid, I can't get over it. And I haven't even seen the movie, obviously. There's a
2: dress in Biltmore that's like a moment for me that it's out there, but it's like it's not the one on the poster. But it's I can't wait. The movie within a movie situation. Oh.
0: Sawyer's a bad manager. (laughs) Sawyer's a bad manager, and I'll tell you why. They came up on this moment where Brooke's like, you have to let me be the manager because there's not going to be one. And he's still like, "Eh, I'll figure it out. No, dude, if you're a good manager, you have a contingency plan in place. And that includes training your best employee to be the manager for a case just like this. All right.
2: I don't know how Sawyer has so much time in a day because he's like helping the neighbors. He's bringing <laughs> you know, Louisa to school. He's running the restaurant. And let me say, if you're ever a Mystic Mango's pizza is pretty bomb. It looks good. I know.
1: I was wondering if that was was that pizza that they were eating actually from Mango's or was that yeah like they were a-
2: making it right there for us.
1: Oh, I love it.
2: And then what was awesome for us on the cruise? We got to eat it after. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just like to
0: point out that these two are terrible communicators. Like if the entire. Conflict is based on like you never emailed me, but we had this amazing romantic relationship, and then the sister knows that they both loved that moment, mm-hmm. and they're like deadlocked. And then they have this whole text message moment where she can't just say "there's a sick seal," that's why I'm canceling, not because I'm uh, a flake. Mm, like y'all, yeah, it's that's it's like you, a good point. A be like
2: vocabulary. Yeah, be like Peppermint is you know code red, gotta go. <laughs>
0: Not like <laughs> not gonna make it. Funny. Sure.
2: Okay.
1: Did you see that? I have one. Yeah. And maybe Keith can give us some background here. There was a shot where there looked like there were seal trainers who were training. Were in they the seals or dolphins? Now no, they're I
0: seals. Think, I know what you're talking about. What? They're like doing tricks in the background. Yeah, the
2: but lions.
1: I, Is that nor uh, like at a rehab place? It would be. Interesting that they would have entertainment. It's the aquarium. So they have entertainment and their safety. Our local aquarium doesn't have like entertainment like that, like SeaWorld. Well,
2: ours does. (laughs) Wow. The Mystic Aquarium has like animals that can't be released. Oh, okay. Live there. Like the belugas and the penguins and like peppermint can't, the real peppermint like, cannot be released and lives there. Um, and then they have a whole separate section that's all for rehab, which we oh, okay. more, like we you're not allowed to film in. Um, Think of
0: it like the San Diego Zoo. The San Diego Zoo has like a rehab Okay, piece. I actually I, loved that little background. Like you see them.
1: I know. Opposite. I thought it was cool too. Oh, right.
2: Just, when she's on the phone, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah that, that exactly. was actually really fun to shoot because they were like running their new show and then like comes out of the water.
0: Yes. My only did you see that moment is they're putting up flyers and Juniper sticks hers to burlap with tape. I was like, "Lady, you're a scientist. You have to know that, like, <laughs> women in STEM. This is not going to work." <laughs> Didn't even notice. And, well, and then Sawyer comes up and he's like, "I got a stapler." <laughs> oh I'm like I got this covered. How did
1: we miss that? Just... I remember never seen the sign, the flyer. What about you, Keith?
2: I don't know if I have a D.C. that.
0: I mean, you were there, so you're like, I know everything. I saw it I'm
2: all. Normal. I mean normally I have like I know like. <laughs> like in next stop I always get roasted because there's a pair of pants that are hemmed too short but I feel like there isn't really one like that in this
0: we have roasted some costuming but never yours
1: never yours never yours your stuff's always there was a
2: so tragic good.
0: white sandal moment that Wendy still can't get over
2: in a, in a Christmas movie? no oh, in a summer movie in movie, a movie. oh I was course. like a sandal at Christmas
0: alright out of five stars what did you rate
2: this movie? I'm at like a four point five.
1: Me too. Me too. <laughs> hey, <with> synergy. <laughs> Look at that. Honestly, I can't get over
0: how it was, much I loved this. It was movie. real cute. Was, it was super cute. Such a hit, I think.
2: Oh, I'm it's, so excited to hear that. I mean, I'm excited for like it to be out, out, and I want to. Like, I think it's going to do well. I hope it does.
0: I think it's going to be one of the surprise hits of the season. Yeah, I think oh, so wow. too. Wow. Right. Yeah. And We watch a lot of movies
2: until Biltmore comes to school it, but I don't
0: <laughs> think that I think it's going to be fantastic, but everyone's expecting that to be
1: great
2: right. And it's also a different kind of great because the Mystic Christmas is all contemporary. and yes. also like when we like I said before, like when we made it, like it was about like highlighting real mystic and like real mm-hmm. location. So it's just a different vibe.
0: yes, I have room in my heart for many great Hallmark movies. well, Keith, tell everybody where they can find you.
2: I'm at Keith underscore costumes on Instagram and Twitter. I'm mostly active on Instagram. I'm KeithCostumes.com. Um, It's all about the branding Keith costumes, that's right. which uh, it's funny. That's a funny story is my, uh, what my assistant I work with a lot laughs at me every time I like call myself Keith costumes, but it came about because in this business, like we're always meeting people. So it's like, Hey, what's your name? And she's like, Hey, I'm Keith. And it's like, and the second question is, Oh, what do you do? So it became Keith Costumes, and then on Instagram on the iconic Keith Costumes, and then now, because I went to Scotland, the iconic international. So we just keep adding (laughs) new work. How was Scotland? So we filmed a lot in Ireland, um, and I'm ready to move there. Um, The people are amazing. Where Um, in
0: Ireland did you film?
2: We were based in Dublin, but we were constantly commuting, like, 45 minutes to an hour outside. Um, I learned that castle life is not for me. I lived in (laughs) one of the castles we shot in. A little drafty? No, it was mainly there was, like, the only thing around there was the castle, and the Uh, only place to eat was the restaurant that, like, closed at, like, 8 o'clock. So,
0: (laughs) Not a whole lot of Dublin city life.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then we went over to Scotland for a couple of days, which was stunning, but, I mean, these castles were made back in the day, and, like, that's the only thing there on, like, 5,000 acres. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it's awesome, and I'm so grateful for the opportunity to go and do it. And, um, yeah, I mean, we were all over. You know, we were Biltmore, North Carolina, um, Red Lake Falls, and Where Are You Christmas, Mystic, and then Scotland.
0: I feel like we did not give... Patty Mirror and Justice. We t- briefly talked about
2: her. Mm. But she was a star in this movie. I just feel like I need to restate that. She was
1: awesome in this
0: movie. Did you uh, ever see Frozen on Broadway?
2: I did with her. And it's so funny because when she got cast, I texted Jenna Claire and I was like, I'm doing a movie with Patty," And she's like, she's the best. You'll have a great time. And I was like, do you think she wants to build a snowman? Oh, <laughs> oh my God,
0: you're so cute. I know. I loved, I I didn't love... I thought she was fantastic, but I didn't love Frozen on Broadway.
2: Um, I agree with you because I am i could be wrong. I wanted like the movie on stage. Yes. And I feel like they changed a little too so much. So much of it. Yeah. My
0: daughter's doing a Frozen production right now and they're like practicing the Hooga song and I'm like, it's cute. But I was like, that's not, it's not Frozen.
2: Like, no, it did That's actually anyway. like where they lost me in that song. Yes. I was like, I'm gone, sorry. <laughs>
0: Oaken has two lines, y'all. Like, he doesn't need a whole dance number. Right, All right, They've gone off the rails. Keith, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for listening to this episode of Girls Gone Hallmark. We are in a full season of Christmas movie reviews, so be sure to come back for more from us. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Are you tired of waiting for sparks to fly on your dating app? Do you dream of running through airports to deliver an out-of-breath unplanned monologue? Then stop doom-scrolling and start listening to Meet Cute Rom-Coms, feel-good love stories that take you from chance encounter to grand romantic gesture in just 15 minutes. We're bringing Rom-Coms back. Get a brand new Meet Cute series on the first Tuesday of every month with new episodes twice a week. Fall in love with Meet Cute Rom-Coms wherever you find your podcasts. Is this... Where we kiss.